Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiya, it's Libby Stubbs here from the Millwall Lionesses. I just want to say a massive thank you to Acton Millwall and all their listeners for their support this season. You're listening to Acton Millwall, broadcasting from beautiful South Germany. Good evening or good afternoon, good morning, whenever you're listening to this listener, I hope you're having a good day. We are back with another Millwall Lionesses, Actum Millwall Lionesses, and I'm joined as ever by my trusty steed, Michael Avery. How are you doing, Michael? Yes, I'm very well, mate. Um, I recovered from installing the Acton Millwall advertisement board at uh, St Paul's in recent days, so not only am I Media team, podcast, co-host, I'm also um, installer, but um, let's not tell anyone because I don't think he's covered on the risk assessment. Ever reliable, Michael, you're the jack of all trades. And if you haven't checked that out, listeners, head over to the actual Millwall page, the, the Lionesses um, Millwall page on Twitter. It's all up there. We are now the only and official podcast supporting the club, both financially and you know with the coverage we give it. So we're really proud to uh, be sponsoring the Lionesses this season. We are joined by Lionesses player Alyssa Miranda. Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Um, very good to have you on. As listeners will immediately grasp, you're not one of the uh, Youth Academy products, um, you know, from Rotherhive, South East London. You are uh, from more exotic climes. Oh, uh, yeah, actually all the way from Houston, Texas in the States. Um, so I actually started playing football at the age of seven. And I would just play on the youth club team throughout school. And then um, throughout my years in America, we call high school. So that's four years of football. And then I got scouted to play um, for a university. So I got a scholarship through that for four years and I played football. And then after I graduated, I decided to move to London to do my um, master's. Um, so I'm still in uni right now. And I didn't really think about playing football I was just thinking about maybe on the side just as a hobby for fun and then I found out that I actually live five minutes away from St. Paul's so decided to email no more lionesses and that's just how I joined. Excellent and and first of all I have to I have to thank you and uh, acknowledge the fact you're calling it football first of all considering <laughs> um, considering over there it's a completely different name um, so just just with that Alyssa you know, you, you say about how you played football over um, in the States. And if you don't mind me plugging your Instagram to get some of your followers up as well. If you look back through there, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of photos and clips of you like uh, sort of winning trophies or being involved in this kind of thing. And a lot of your 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 college football. Um, so yeah. 
we we know like even even people who have a limited knowledge of the women's game know that the the game out there is is a lot bigger um even mm-hmm. though the uk game is growing obviously in the uk it's very uh, you know we have these development systems and youth academies um all the way down to sort of sunday league level even park football which is great but what is the difference in the US game? You know, how is it growing up in that? Is what are the systems like? Um, how are the scholarships, for example? And obviously, what's if you was to base yourself in in the US, or if if you would have stayed there, what would have what would the journey have been compared to the UK? Well, I think um, in the US, there's a lot of room for development. So, like as a child at young age of four years old, you're able to join a club team and start your development there. And there's just so many ways of um, moving up um, in football there. Um, Mm -hmm. Like for instance, my sister, she's four years old and is already on a team and it's outside of school. So there's plenty of club teams to join there. And um, throughout those teams, then the the coaches can help you um, find teams in school as well. And then, so there's a lot of scouts as well. So it's kind of hard because football is so big in the States, but essentially there's a youth league and then you move your way up to high school. And then if you get scouted, like scouts come out to tournaments to see how you play and they'll reach out to you um, to offer scholarships in uni. So that's kind of how it works. And then after uni, it's, that's when it becomes difficult because it's so competitive because there's so many um, women players in football in the U.S. and there's so many different routes you could take but because of how competitive it, it is and they're really strict as well that's why like for me I didn't really think I would be good enough per se like to do professional football. It, it, as you say it's it's something that is, is huge out there and and hopefully you know one day not not just the Super League or, or arguably the championship here but all, all levels of um, English women's football can can offer these sort of pathways and, and development systems. So you spoke about you know you moved to Bermondsey uh, you were doing you're doing your master's degree so even though the Lionesses was just around the corner what what were those first couple of weeks like so you know you've obviously you've made contact you've gone down to training or trials um, you've got in as we know um, and so how was how was that like and give give the fans what an overview of what type of player you are and what you bring to the side at first when I um, I was honestly so nervous I wasn't going to go to the first training session to be honest because I didn't know what to expect like when I first came here I had no idea of the women's football here and how everything went but the first couple weeks um, I enjoyed it it was nice playing football again and being around a team and playing in that kind of environment Um, and it's something I missed coming out of uni as well so it was nice to just be around group of girls get to know them you know meet new people but yeah I really enjoyed it and I still do now. So <laughs> you only say that. You only say that because everyone's listening. Um, so, 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 touch, so, touch on what type of play you are. Obviously, we we've seen you play, but for for the fans who unfortunately can't get in at the moment, and obviously would love to get down to a Lionesses game. What 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 do you bring to to our team? Uh, I bring versatility. Like when I first came here, I was um, playing right wing, and then now in the new season, I've kind of been put into center midfield. So you could say I'm kind of that versatility player. I bring in some speed as well, um, create um, opportunities within the game. Yeah. So so very so very much an all rounder. So so yeah. Alyssa, 
we're, we're not going to sort of apply to too many sort of stereotypes, if you will, straight from the off. But I've noticed since you've joined the club and the games that I've seen that, that you're, you're rather vocal on the pitch. Um, a recent example was, um, I, I, won't, I won't do accents, but it was very much a, can you play the ball over the top, please, in your terminology? Um, and a few people have told me that you, um, you've used phrases like, uh, can, you, uh, can you get the ball in the, in the goal, please? But with a few expletives thrown in in the middle. So, so, uh, so obviously, as we were saying about your American, um, your American accent, and you know, coming from where you are, you know, in our in our level of football, it's quite rare to have that, and that's why that's why it's great to have you. To be honest with you, shows the di- diversity within the team. But which which Americanisms do you still use, or do you still struggle to get across? And and you know, you're playing a ball through to Molly Hawkins, for example. You use an Americanism, and she looks at you and she thinks, "What is she on about?" Um, I guess I don't really know now because I, I feel like since playing over here, I've kind of picked up on some of their words. I don't really know. I guess oh, if I pass the ball to her, oh, hold, oh, keep it, uh, turn, uh, look up. I, I don't really know, to be honest. <laughs> I can't really think of any right now. With, with the UK game, game I, I noticed that even, even at women's level as well, you know, it's, it's very similar. There's a lot of sort of grunting, man on, she's tight, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. So you've done well, to, you've done well to, to adopt some of the uh, UK mannerisms. It's just the, I, I think, think it's just the addition of swear words, Mike, that uh, is the main difference. <laughs> it could be. Um, so, Alyssa, I just wanted to pick up on, obviously, Michael and both yourself have, have hinted on it. Um, the obviously you talked about positional change when you came over from the states to the UK to play football. What have you noticed on the pitch, or even through your experiences of watching, you know, WSL football or English-based football compared to the US? Maybe in terms of on the pitch, obviously people talk about physicality. Has it been much of a adaptation for yourself? Um, not necessarily. I think the one thing I would say is the speed of play and kind of the tempo. Um, and then I feel like here it's also very more technical because in the U.S. I feel like the speed of play um, and how you watch, how girls watch like the women's national team play, it's kind of quick and high tempo, high intensity kind of thing. We're here, um, it's, you know, I feel like it's more technical work and less. Do you think, Alyssa, with that, that's, a, that's an interesting point there. Do you, do you think because, not only because of the size of the squads and the size of the academies and, and, and the country overall and the people that's in them, but do you think that possibly might be why the American teams are so dominant over, over the Europeans or like um, America's done so well in previous World Cups and she believes and things like that because it, it is a lot different to the European leagues and where, whereas you say um, the European game or the English game is a lot more about technicality, could they, is it they just can't match the tempo and speed of the of the US game? I feel like in the US, um, in the in the development, yeah, we're really focused on fitness and um, speed. So we do a lot of fitness tests, a lot of like sprints during training. Um, we do the technical work as well, but I feel like fitness um, and having the endurance, especially during a match, is very important on the US side. That is a definite difference, I think. Is it watching Community Shield last week? Chelsea or Man City, I think, maybe brought over a, a fitness coach from the US who had previously worked with. It must be Chelsea worked with Emma Hayes. And uh, yeah, is, is really, as the new assistant, is really going to kind of up the game in terms of the, the WSL fitness standards, especially at Chelsea, which are, are going to be a big, a big difference this season. Um, what, how do you feel, you know, the, the, we've spoken a bit about the difference between 
the the US and the UK. And obviously, Michael was hinted at there. The US are internationally, and you know, the the, the NWSL of at the moment a lot uh, way beyond or far superior. The US national side obviously is far superior to any other side in the UK. How have you found it in terms of the visibility, or you know, what what do you, obviously the women's game is probably. Um, far more developed and more popular in the US. How have you found it in terms of visibility and, I don't know, just structure, things like that, since joining, obviously, from the college system to um, how you're playing now in the UK? I feel like it's very different. Um, uh, I don't want to say, like, anything too, I don't know, bad or anything, but I feel like in the US, um, well, especially in my collegiate career, it was very strict and very... um, disciplined in the fitness and um, technical aspects and coming to training and just being on it like all the time and giving 100% in every training session and coming here it's a whole different kind of world because it's just every team how they do their development it's different Um, especially the culture as well Um, it's very different here than in the U.S. here it's more passion because I mean it's where it came from Um, but it's, it's refreshing to see. It's refreshing to be part of a new team, part of a new system. So, um, yeah, it really opened my eyes to the culture and everything football is about over here. Yeah. And obviously, since you've obviously arrived in the UK and have been playing football here, the women's game has kind of, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying it's your rival that's done this, but the women's game has really started to gain traction in terms of popularity and awareness. How... How, how do you think the UK is making and, and English women's football is making good steps? Obviously, you know, the look at the top level, Man City have signed a couple US players, you know, Rose LaBelle, Sam Mewis, who are really big signings, who just, you know, leaving the US to join Man City is such a big statement of intent. How, how have you seen the women's game develop since you've been in England? And, you know, what more could be done, in your opinion? Uh, I think so far they've done well, to be honest, um, especially bringing um, some new American players, I think that's amazing, especially um, for the development of the women's football league. It's also great, um, like, if the UK's women's football side can learn from what America's doing and, like, kind of help each other out in that aspect. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, women's football in England is on its way up. And it's amazing because um, uh, we just found out from Katie that this weekend we're going to be the second women's team that will be playing on that pitch because with all that that ban from the women's teams playing or being affiliated with like the men's stadium so that was kind of surprising to me yeah and and one it shows how much the game's growing but also you know the fact that we've uh, we as Millwall has been asked to as you say to be only the, what the second or third team to play on this pitch is it's quite it's quite an honor and obviously quite a big thing we're going to move on now Alyssa unfortunately for you, to the uh, infamous teammate section, which you've probably heard uh, a few times on previous shows. (laughs) So, um, unfortunately, you must answer. Um, Even even Nick Farrell answered and and Katie answered and even poor Tom Gale outed our poor CEO in a a recent episode. So, um, you you unfortunately haven't dodged this bullet. So, (laughs) ready when you are, we'll start. Um, Who is the biggest joker in the pack? Well, I'm pretty sure everyone has said Molly, but I, I, she definitely is. Every time she says something, anything that comes out of her mouth, like all of us are just falling on the floor. She's hilarious. 
Intentional or unintentional? Oh, both. I think mostly <laughs> unintentional. It's like she doesn't know what she's saying. <laughs> oh, we all know someone like that. So who's um, who's the most intelligent? Most intelligent. I'd have to say it's either Sean or Kelly. It's like it's a tie between them. Yeah, no, indeed. With um, with Sean, we she was saying that she gets called the most intelligent, but we need to start writing when people are wise because that's when she gets gets old. Um, who's the funniest? <laughs> funniest. Um. I'd probably either say Danny or Libby. Those are the two funniest to me. And you've yeah, got, na- got a name to keep, uh, skip to keep her on side, yeah, usual. Um, biggest moaner? <laughs> oh, no. I don't... I don't think there's one. I don't want to call anyone out. Well, if, if, you, if you struggle, the default answer tends to be Nick Farrell. Is it? You can say him. We'll I mean, he, yeah, we'll leave, we haven't we'll... seen we haven't seen him all week, so. Oh, oh he's you been should, out. Yeah, you, you should have heard what he was saying on holiday. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, who's um, last two? Who's the hardest working? Besides me, I would say Libby. Libby. <laughs> Libby. Indeed, another one for the skip. And uh, finally, who's the big sister of the group? I'd probably say Kelly, for sure. Yeah. She's always there for everyone. Always reaches out to everyone, and that's. Really nice to see. Brilliant. Well, as ever, the uh, preseason is ticking over. There was a game this Sunday, and New Orleans has got their first preseason win of the season against Dulwich Hamlet Reserve side down at St Paul's. Michael, you were there and spoke to Hannah Jenks Laden after the game, alongside manager Katie Whitmore. So we can hear that now. Achtung. So Casey, firstly, uh, before we start anything, congratulations on your first win as Millwall Lioness's manager and also a clean sheet. How, how, would you, how do we feel? Yeah, definitely buzzing after that. You know, it just shows that the girls are making that progress that we've, you know, we've wanted them to make. Each week they're coming out and doing what we ask them to do, uh, implementing what we, we bring to track, well, doing training, bring it into a match. Um, so I couldn't really have asked much more from today, but there are areas that we need to work on, like we see every week, um, and we'll just keep keep going the following week. You say there's some areas to work on. We'll, we'll get some of the critique out of the way before we, we look at the positives. Um, you said in the second half to, to the squad after the game um, that you feel they lost their heads slightly. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, you know, I think um, whether or not it was that they were allowing the opposition to maybe get into their heads as individuals or, you know, whether or not there was some confusion on the pitch between our own players, um, whatever it was, there was op- there was points in that game where we did look scrappy and we looked like, you know, we had lost our heads and we'd kind of lost our shape a little bit. And, you know, a football game's 90 minutes and players can't afford to lose their head at all during them 90 minutes. Otherwise, it does have that ripple effect on the rest of the squad. So, you know, for me, it... It needed to be said uh, at the uh, end of the game on, you know, how areas where we need to work on and what we need to, to keep focusing on. So instead of focusing on, um, you know, just the physical side of the of the game, we are also focusing on um, players' mentality throughout them 90 minutes. Um, Abby Dell picked up a yellow card um, in the friendly. Obviously, that doesn't go towards uh, league yellow cards or cup yellow cards. That could be an example there that, you know, you were saying about players losing their heads. But um, is that something, even though you want a competitive side and you want a side that doesn't show any complacency, was you disappointed with the booking? Yeah, 
of course, I think as a manager, you know, I tell the girls every week, you want them to play with a little bit of edge. You want them to make sure they're not getting pushed off the ball and they're working hard and they're, you know, showing that fight. But at the same time, sometimes you can't help bookings. Sometimes you can't help it. But there are times where, like today, it may Abby's booking may not have been because she lost her head. However, if it looks that way and the rest of the team look like they're losing their head, then you know, as a manager, that's not how I coach, and and the girls will eventually learn that as the season goes on. Okay, so focus on the positives now. Again, the back three were solid as they have been um, over the last few weeks, especially against the London Bees in particular. Abby Dell, even though she got the yellow card, was good up top. Your your wing backs were exceptional today. Uh, Libby had a great game as well, and and you tried two goalkeepers throughout the two halves, and you've got two clean sheets. Is there anything else you'd like to elaborate on any other part of the uh, part of the pitch? I know you like to focus on the team rather than individuals. Yeah, I mean, you know, in the, there was a lot of good individual performances out there, but like what I've said to the girls, whenever whenever we coach and I, we have our half-time talk, it's not all about having... Uh, in our, It's not all about individuality, it's how they implement it into a game. So for me, um, I thought Hannah did superb. I thought Hannah, you know, being one of the younger players, you couldn't have asked her to do much more out there. Alyssa, I've got to say as well for Caitlin, I've, you know, I moved Caitlin's position in the second half and she went out and she did exactly what I asked her to do. Um, so for me, that shows great teamwork and how she's, you know, she's doing it for the team and I can't ask for much more really. Brilliant, thanks, Caitlin. Hannah? So, how did you feel today? It was There was a solid Dulwich Hamlet side out there. The, the scoreline... It, it was an impressive scoreline. Would you say we were 3-0 better than them? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we've definitely improved from our last couple of games. Um, I think we're a lot more confident together. So, yeah, there's been a lot of improvement, I think, yeah. OK, and how did you think your personal individual performance was at, um, at Wingbeck today? Yeah, I think it went really well. I've definitely improved from my last game as well. Training's definitely helped. So, yeah, I just want to carry on improving, really. Mm, there was some good link-up play between you and the midfield. Some great runs up and down. Um, up and down the wing there. Next week is the Chesson game. What are you going to, if you, if selected, because we know Katie mentions about complacency and you should never guarantee yourself in the first yeah. 11, but will we see more of the same next week? Hopefully. I want to try and maybe have a bit more shots on goal running towards them, but, you know, yeah. Mm. So, Katie, just back to you before we finish. Um, just a message for the fans uh, who... Who unfortunately haven't been able to come to games due to obviously the current restrictions and the COVID guidelines. But we we are getting a lot of listeners to the podcast we're on, and we get a lot of um, online traffic. People who read the reports, how you guys get on, how the previews as well, and just interact with the social media. Have you have you got a message for any of those fans? Yeah, I think you know we know Millwall have got quite a lot of fans as well as the Lionesses. So it's just thanking you for you know continuing continuing to support us throughout uh, pre-season with it being behind closed doors and you know when them doors do open and we can eventually have supporters in then we'll welcome you um, and be able to hopefully make sure that we can put a performance on that you can you can support excellent thank you very much Katie thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Okay, so that was uh, Hannah and Katie there after... Last Sunday's three uh, 0 win over Dulwich Hamlet, and it, it was a good game, Alyssa, wasn't it? It was, it was good to be a part of. I know that um, Katie obviously um, had a had a say when it came to um, you know sort of we need to keep our heads a bit more and um, keep the composure a bit more. But what did you think of the game sort of playing? I, I mean, you you really stood out in in the game f- for me um, and others who were watching. But what have you thought of the game itself and and just the pre-season? I mean, it's been a, it's, it's been a tough pre-season for us, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Um, there's, you could definitely see a change in how we play and how we built that team chemistry and got used to each other and learn how each other play. And I definitely think um, this past game showed that and we deserve that win. And it really showed, especially in the first half we came out, um, communication was on it. It was 100%. Um, and especially with um, the work rate that we were uh, playing on the first half really set the standard for um, how you played the, the rest of the game. Yeah, it was a great win. So, Alyssa, with, I mean, we mentioned it last week on the show um, when we spoke to, to Tom and Alex, obviously, um, you know, they're not part of the squad in that way. But tell, tell us what it was like, it, it, unfortunately, and to show how well you've bounced back from a game like the Billericay game a couple of weeks ago in the preseason, which, which if you didn't have, not you individually, but you as a squad didn't have a stronger character, that could have really damaged um, a lot of players, especially our players who were quite young, you know, such a humbling scoreline. But the fact that after that game, we've gone unbeaten against two very good and very well-organised sides. What what do you think that says about the, your teammates? You know, we have to take 
each game like as it is game by game um that's how you learn from it and i think everyone took it well and we moved on but we also learned and reflected from what happened during that game and i think um what we've learned from that we took it to um, our next games and took into our trainings and how we train that's how we're going to play in the next game so well the, the i mean the the signs have definitely been encouraging and improving obviously like like you said just before we started recording it's been a, a tough preseason in terms of the new faces coming in and obviously the fixtures you've picked i know nick and katie have both reiterated that these these aren't games that you've picked because you're going to struggle to success they, these are games to really push the squad and and get you prepared for the season coming up. But this one, you know, the the, the last game against London Bees was really encouraging. It was a tight game, that one all. But the signs were there. Obviously, the change of shape from Katie seems to be working well. Players are getting used to playing with that that back three. Um, th- this game, you know, there were really high quality goals from Shannon, from from Hannah, and, and Molly Hawkins. Really high quality goals and against a, a decent Dulwich Hamlet side. And you know, so. It's been coming. How have you found the, the formation shift and how have you found, you know, the new players coming in? Obviously, Hannah, who we heard from, from post-match, got, got her first goal. Um, Abby Dell's obviously been on target during pre-season. How have those players bedded in? And obviously, Katie's coaching, how has that been for you? They've all been amazing, to be honest, especially um, this new formation. I think it works better for us as a team and um, the players that we have on the squad. Abby has been amazing. Um, she always gets 110%. It's um, very inspiring. And then Hannah, she was honestly superb last game. Like you could even hear Katie saying it on the sideline. Um, she's just so good. It's so amazing to watch her play, and especially at a young age. So she only has so much more to learn and develop as a player. So how how do you feel the? There's obviously one preseason game left this weekend. Um, how do you feel your the squad are prepared for the season how how are you how's the atmosphere and the attitude going in to you know a couple of weeks away now from from that season where promotion is very much the target how is that the mood in the camp exciting we're excited to get the season started um taking it game by game so especially this weekend you know we always say not to take anything for granted you know just before each game otherwise you may not um play well so um i think we're just really excited to get the season started and get we know like last season we deserved promotion and all everything like that but we have a whole new team so it's exciting especially for the new girls as well um to work together and just to see how well we can perform this season fantastic tell you what we'll do as well um to go back to sort of your your roots and coming over to the uk again so um and, and for for our fans obviously we're a south london club um could you fill us in on any possible Cockney rhyming slang that you've learned and give us an example? Uh, <laughs> I only know one. I just like, I know apples and pears, right? That's me by the stairs or something. <laughs> but that's, that's the only one I know. I don't know anything else. I haven't heard any other rhymes or anything. <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. Well, I will teach you a few of those um, for your next interview. And um <laughs> Just to, just as a sort of penultimate question, if you will. So, what what delicacies, uh, what English delicacies have you actually uh, really got your teeth into since since you've been in the UK, you know, um, and living here full time? Do you actually think? Well, when I was in Houston, Texas, maybe I wasn't really a fan of like cockles or jelly deals, but I think now this might be something I take back with me. <laughs> um, sausage rolls for sure. 
addicted to those when I first came or how to stop myself. I went through a phase. I would buy them every week <laughs> because we have something similar in America. We call them kolaches. So it's like the same idea, like sausage and cheese in a pastry bread kind of thing. So when I realized y'all didn't have them here, I just, my partner introduced me to like sausage rolls and pork pies and those kind of snacks. So, yeah. Fantastic. Got to love that cultural integration that that you know that <laughs> hopefully you know should you return home to Houston at any point you'll be bringing that a bit of South London with you you know you'll be strolling back with a bag full of pork pies and sausage rolls with a flat cap on and exactly, uh, yeah. hitting them like a, like a cultural bomb. <laughs> who, need, who, who needs Shakespeare when you've got Greg's? <laughs> Very good um, well that is all from us today Alyssa thank you so much for coming on it was an absolute yeah, pleasure you having so you. Brilliant Michael thank you as always for yourself no problem at all mate no problem thank you Alyssa as well thank you to the listeners brilliant and yeah we just want to plug it one more time because Nick you know has done a, a brilliant amount of work with Millwall uh, with Actil Millwall you know the podcast so we really want to you know push forward how proud we are to be sponsoring the Lionesses this season our banner as Michael said at the beginning is going to be up at St Paul's all season maybe longer depending on if Michael can be bothered to take it down at the end of the year so I know the Lioness is still looking for sponsorship so you know, you can head over to their website, to their Twitter feed, if you want to get involved, support the players and the club. They they really appreciate it. It's uh, we're really proud to be, you know, the only um, only Millwall podcast sponsoring and com- committing to the club on that sort of level, isn't it? It's a really good thing, isn't it, Michael? No, indeed, it's, and it's something that it's something that I'm I'm really proud of as well because it's obviously I, I I do a few similar things um, with the Mill Supporters Club. Obviously I help, I uh, help Nick with Acton Millwall and obviously I do things officially with the Lionesses. So I mean I, I honestly couldn't be couldn't be prouder to to be a part of, of a podcast that that really, really does help. Um and it's it's not really the the whole point with Nick as well, what what the listeners need to to not sort of understand if you will, but it's just that he really cares about this aspect of the club. You know, he said it on the main show a number of times as well that he wants to help promote uh, promote the girls and the women who play in the team. And he, he really wants to help with the progression of the women's game. And it, it really is a testament that, you know, a lot of the time um, has been dedicated to to the women's team. I mean, we, we do the recording, but Nick kindly does all the editing and we use his platform as well. But also, just, just quickly to wrap up a little, so what, what does it mean to... What does it mean to the to the squad, to the girls, knowing that you know they they've got a weekly platform where they can come and they can talk about their game and they can talk about being players and they can talk about developing developing as 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 individuals as well in their careers. What does it mean to them? Um, I think it means everything to them. Obviously, I mean, you have those players that are shy, but I think it's a way for us to speak our minds and let everyone know how like our perspective and our insight into um, football and. I think that's really important. Brilliant. Lisa, I will leave it up to you to wrap up with your best bye for now. Uh, <laughs> Just say bye for now in a, in a funny voice. In a funny voice. Um, Just say bye, bye for, for now. now. Bye Fantastic. for now. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Hi, this is Sean, left centre back at Millwall Lionesses. I'd just like to thank all the listeners at Acton Millwall and the show itself for all their outstanding work this season and for giving us the platform to express ourselves and hopefully we'll win that league trophy for you. Come on, you Lionesses.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.